You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 473 of Podcateers. This week we talk about the launch of Threads, we get a peek into the upcoming Deadpool 3 film, and talk about an interesting theory that we heard. We give our thoughts on the Wonka trailer, Scalpers attempt to sell Oogie Boogie Bash tickets for four times their original cost, Andrew gives us his thoughts on Rogers the Musical after a recent Parks visit. In a surprise, but not really a surprise announcement, the Disney company has extended Bob Iger's contract through 2026. And of course, our Disney history segment, Great Moments with Mr. Andrew, continues with 1977 and 1978. We'd love for you to join the conversation on our social networks, including Instagram and Facebook, but we invite you to join us on Discord. Joining the community is super simple. Just head on over to podcateers.com slash links and click on the Discord button to join our community. A very special thank you goes out to an awesome group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcasters possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcasters gear, additional content that we've uploaded to Patreon, and access to our happy hour calls, just to name a few. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcasters.com FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP squad for their continued support. So that's it. It's time to get the episode going. If this is your first time hanging out with us, welcome. We hope that you enjoy the episode and that you come back for more. But of course, if you've been hanging with us for a while now, welcome back, friends. Here is episode 473 of Podcateers. pretty loud <laughs> right i had a big big loud clap even with the internet delay i think we we like nailed yeah. it on that one yeah <laughs> nice. everybody clap your hands <laughs> can you go down low no i'm not gonna sing the, just the chocolate i got bad knees i can't do that <laughs> <laughs> i got bad knees i can't do that man <laughs> hey so Stuff happened this week. We're going to be talking about it later on in the episode. We were a little delayed in recording this week. And I'm not going to say that we delayed the episode because we may have gotten a tip that some big news was going to drop the day the episode was releasing. And we wanted to hear what the news was in order to record our response to said news. But if that's how you want to interpret it, that may be what happened. So it, here we are. I was going to say that usually happens since the news likes to drop on a specific day after we recorded. So, hey, we caught on uh-huh. <laughs> for once. Uh-huh. <laughs> and if there was a tip that maybe that news was pretty big and we waited... I'm not going to say it. I'm just, it, I mean, but here we are, right? Yeah. Recording a yep. little later in the week because of that news. So we're going to be getting into that a little bit later in the episode. But uh, hey, how about them threads, huh? Yeah. Lovely threads. <laughs> yeah. Mel, I think of the three of us, you have been the one to embrace threads the most so far. 
And I think you had an, a, a good take on it and why. Uh, would you mind sharing that perspective with everybody? Yeah, totally. Um, well, one, I have not played certain games like Dreamlight Valley because I'm on threads all the time now. But for a week, it's already been a week, actually, today. I have been finding myself finding a good crowd, like a good vibe. And when I say that, it's like a lot of people are feeling not the burnout, but the fact that we could post anything, the fact that there's no DMs, there's no hashtags, there's no um, pressure, there's no stress. So when you hear that from other people, you start connecting with them. And the coolest thing is having to find people that you didn't know existed on Instagram, which is weird. It's like, huh? Um, it's, it has been chill. I could post memes. I could post GIFs. I could post GIFs, not GIFs. Woo! <laughs> no, they're GIFs. I caught myself. They're GIFs. No, no, they're GIFs. The, no. the, the creator oh, yes, yes. actually called them GIFs. Woo. Yeah, yeah, you're right. No, you're right. I think yeah, you yeah. were right the first time because oh, I said what did I do? <laughs> I believe that the creator is wrong. <laughs> but well, anyway, I believe. <laughs> and a thing called love. Aww. That's right. So, yeah. Anyway, um, continue, Melissa. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, pretty much engagement is like ridiculous and fantastic at the same time like you don't even have to do much and you're getting people's attention and you're talking and you're connecting and yeah it's awesome but I had to okay so let me explain the first day because I <laughs> I didn't know it existed until you told me about it Hazen and I'm like sure let me go ahead and sign up I have no clue what I'm doing right so I sign up and I'm like what is this I have never I've never jumped on a social media platform on the first day. So this was pretty exciting, I guess you want to say. And mostly everyone's first post was so funny and awkward because no one knows what to say or what to do or the direction or anything like that. And I'm like, you know what? In my head, I'm like, I'm not going to have rules. I'm not going to keep it to where it's brand only. No. Instagram already has that for me. Facebook already has that for me. I'm just going to let go. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to post stuff that I can't post anywhere else because, you know, it's the algorithm, blah, 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 blah. So here's my chance to kind of start things up and let's go. Let, let's see what this, and it was chaotic. It was chaotic because, <laughs> again, no one knew what to do. I was already muting accounts. I'm like, I don't want to see this. I, if I don't want to see it, I don't want to see it. And it's been good. So after a week, um, I see different artists, small shops, cats, dogs, <laughs> memes, theme park, Disney. I don't see other stuff. I really don't. I don't really want to see politics as much. I don't want to see 
um, I want to see silliness. I want to see unhinged. I want to see like, just relax, kick your feet, like just relax, you know. And that's been kind of the mood with a lot of people, especially small shops, because we've been under so much pressure since, you know, the pandemic to just do what we can to survive. So the feeling has been like, you know what, your your art's cool. Let's chime in on it. This is cool. Let's chime in on it. Let's just keep going. And we build each other up and we're getting noticed by other people. Um, I have a feeling this is so sad to say. <laughs> um, so I gave up on being like, I'm going to try to grow on Instagram. I may grow faster on threads than on Instagram. And I've already surpassed TikTok. So it's, I feel like this is the platform for me. Like I'm able to be stupid on there if I wanted to. <laughs> and it's okay. <laughs> so that's been kind of like the mood so far. Right on. Andrew, aside from Ted Danson, what have you <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> uh, found threads to be good for? Well, I don't know. I uh, It's kind of strange. So I went to the parks uh, for a few days. Uh, so I kind of did threads, and then I was off most stuff. So I haven't really been on it a ton, but I've been I posted uh, quite a few uh, uh, funny songs. If you're if, you know, we, I'll talk about every once in a while the, uh, you know, Macho Man Randy Savage's album or or uh, <laughs> or uh, uh, Bruce Willis or what else, you know, other things. So I've been posting some of the weird music that I think is fun uh, over there. Uh, I, I you know, I. I don't know. I'm not a huge poster of things. Um, I over the pandemic, I did. Po I had a chat. I challenged myself, and I was like, I have hundreds of thousands of photos just I've collected over the years. I'm gonna post one a day. You know, I'm gonna post a weird one. It was either a weird photo or a good photo or bad photo or something. You know, I had little uh, what do you call like categories, but. After I went back to work, it was kind of you know harder to to do any of that, and I you know it's it's whatever. If I'm not really the uh, needs to have followers kind of guy, I'm not trying to build a shop or whatever. So maybe I should start one for Quizneyland and see if that uh, I can take that off more. I don't know, but Thread seems to be you know like what Melissa was saying, it's it's a more chill place at the moment. Um, everybody can see their, uh, your, your number, what number you were when you joined threads. Yeah. They put that on your Instagram now. So you, I'm number 3 million something, something, something person who joined threads it on our um, Instagram now. I think so. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. I see it. Uh, so, so yeah, it's. The five million mark then <laughs> yeah before five million i'm three million something i think anyway so it was yeah it's an interesting thing i'm uh excited to see where it goes it's definitely kind of uh very basic at the moment you know uh that doesn't have a lot of fat i guess it doesn't have a lot of features it doesn't have you kind of just post and it kind of just goes out there and somehow some people see it. I don't yeah. un it I don't get it. They got an algorithm, algae rhythm from the uh it was that space jams in there <laughs> sending it out to people. I don't know how I'm seeing half this stuff, 
they just uh, you know they create what I see on threads, I guess, based on who knows. So it's uh interesting to see where this is going to go, I guess. Yeah, I mean, both of you brought up like a, a handful of key things about threads right now, right? So I I'm still trying to figure out where I fall with threads because I wasn't a big fan of Twitter. Like I've never mm-hmm. been big on Twitter, even when it before it became the cluster mess that yeah, it yeah. is now. So mm-hmm. like I I gravitated to Instagram originally because back when I signed up, I was learning photography and I liked posting all the photos that I was taking. And then as I kind of began to grow as a photographer, I expanded to doing a lot of park photos. And like to a certain extent, it was good because I was able to get feedback. And before the algorithm got completely destroyed, uh, you know, it was fun posting photos on Instagram. And when that stopped being fun... Uh, I like for instance Facebook I left a long time ago like I have it because it's connected to the business accounts like you can't like at the time you couldn't have a business page or a page for like we couldn't have a podcasters page if I didn't have a personal Facebook or I couldn't have like when I was uh, doing photography like like paid gigs in photography I had a Facebook photography page where people could reach me and I couldn't have that business page without a personal page so I couldn't just eliminate my personal Facebook page and so Instagram just kind of became the place right TikTok uh, when I first started you know playing around with the app it was more just to kind of watch people do silly things it was just to watch the silly dances and the challenges and all that stuff And then, you know, the algorithm began to know me and then it started feeding me all the stuff that I like to watch. And so now I have an abundance of videos that I like to watch on TikTok, right? But I don't post on TikTok. Uh, So posting to the Podcateers account, you know, we have some ideas uh, about what we're going to do with a Podcateers TikTok. But, uh, you know, we're still working out the logistics of, of TikTok for us. Threads was really interesting because it promised to be what Twitter was originally to a lot of people. And I think part of the reason that it gained so much traction like really early on is because whenever you join any type of new network, you know, you were talking about it right now, Mel, that Mm -hmm. with, you know, with TikTok, you've been like doing so great on TikTok, posting a lot of the the projects that you're working on, uh, like almost like DIYs or like step-by-steps of some of the stuff that you're doing, right? Right. And but you're starting from scratch. That's the problem. And what yeah. Meta did with threads was they tied it into your Instagram account. And so you had instant discoverability because it was already using this pre-built audience that you had on Instagram. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's bad. Uh, one of the things that I've been trying to keep track of with threads is Threads isn't approved in the EU right now. And when things don't get approved in the EU, I tend to pay attention a little bit more because they have better cybersecurity than the US does when it comes to apps and stuff like that. And so if something isn't approved in the EU, I usually try to pay attention to why and why it can be harmful in the US. There's a lot of terms and conditions stuff that Meta likes to throw into their apps. You know, in in general, it's exciting because they're promising that it's going to be a part of something called the Fediverse, which is 
uh, this new type of network that was created that's not necessarily grounded in any one company. Other platforms like Mastodon use it, and so it's more open source, and it can be kind of vetted by the public instead of any like one company the way that a lot of these networks are now. So I think that's what excited a lot of people about it. But then obviously Meta threw in all of their, well, you know, if you post anything or if you're being a content creator, we own this in perpetuity and we can use it to remix it for this and this and use it wherever we want for advertisements. And I'm like, do you do we really want to give Meta just more of that? Like they already have it everywhere else, right? They have Instagram. They have the Facebook stuff that you post. So that almost instantly made me take a step back. And then um, uh, the fact that it is not as feature-rich as some of the other apps. You know, there's no search bar. There's no discoverability. There's no hashtags yet. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm adding hashtags. I've added them to a couple of the posts because I feel like whenever there are hashtags, they're just going to be there and they're going to come in handy at some point. But I, I did I did take into consideration, because we had this conversation off the podcast, right? We were talking about mm-hmm. how we wanted to use this. And I remember you said, just let loose on this one. Just don't worry about it. Because I feel like with Instagram, I feel like I got bottled in to being like a Disney photographer, you know? And Mm -hmm. even though I started with posting things about other projects that I was working on, events that I was attending, and just like, just other interests in general, you know, I've talked a lot about you know, creating like these short little YouTube videos and clips of, or maybe shorts of some of the card decks that I like to collect. Like, and I, I figure that maybe threads is going to be that place where I don't have to take things that seriously. I feel like on other networks, we like, like Podcateers is its own brand, right? Like we follow certain guidelines when we post and when we create content for Podcateers like me as a photographer when I was doing things professionally and getting paid for stuff, I followed certain guidelines, you know, and a certain professional set of things that I followed, you know, to keep that brand intact. But it it all kind of tied back to me, right? And so I mm-hmm. wouldn't post things that I felt weren't, I hate to say it like this, but they weren't like brand compliant, right? Or because on it brand. just felt like it broke or on brand, right? So mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like this might be the place. Like one other thing that still worries me a little bit about threads is that um, they don't, I don't know how many people have paid attention to this or if you intend on doing it, but be careful. If you find that threads isn't for you, make sure that you end up deactivating your account in the settings and not delete your threads account. Because since it is directly tied into your Instagram account, it will also delete your Instagram account. Yeah. So Jesus. if you find that Threads is not for you, there is a way to simply deactivate your account. Take that route. Do not delete it because your Instagram account will also go along with it. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've posted uh, a couple of game things and I've posted a couple of uh, like uh, photos of decks of cards that I've gotten that I've really enjoyed in the last couple of weeks. So. Uh, that's probably what it's going to be for now. I haven't figured it out. I know I shouldn't think too hard about it, but yeah. you guys know me. That's not my nature. So <laughs> Yeah, it could be hard. It could be hard doing that. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. Uh, I'll keep playing around with it. I know that there's uh, a couple of things that I've been wanting to post, but I don't think they warrant a whole 
like YouTube channel or anything like the playing cards, right? That's that's the right. thing. I'm I don't plan on doing full deck reviews or anything like that. I just want to share a couple of photos or a, a short little five minute clip of the card spinning around or something to show people what it looks like. Like, can that be a YouTube short? Yeah, maybe. But maybe this is the platform where I just kind of get yeah. to show that other side of me that I don't really get to show on other networks. Some people would argue that that's what TikTok should be. Um, but I don't know. Like, I, I feel like TikTok has evolved uh, to uh, to a lot more commentary outside of the general, like, you know, uh, like jokey videos and dances. Like, it's evolved yeah. into so much more than what it used to be, right? So uh, I don't know if I want to do all of that with it right now. So we'll see. Stay tuned. But <laughs> for now, I'm just enjoying what people are posting like you said, Andrew, there's no rhyme or reason to anyone's uh, like who you're seeing in your in your feed. But mm. I have had an opportunity to discover some amazing artists, some great musicians. Uh, I I saw an interview or like a, a a clip for an interview with um, what is the guy's name? I've never heard of this guy. He apparently he's really big on uh on YouTube. Uh Jay Shetty is his name. He interviewed Tom Holland. And so I saw a picture of like them sitting together like interviewing and he came up on my feet. I was like, "Oh, this is fun." And it like Tom Holland was talking about like mental health and like overcoming social anxiety and stuff like that. And I thought, "Oh, that sounds like an interesting listen, right?" So I listened to the episode. It was like two hours long, but it was a, a great conversation. And uh, it was crazy to me that five minutes into that conversation, Tom Holland says, oh, you know what I like to do? Like right before I go to sleep, if I can't sleep, I watch this guy named Chris Ramsey on YouTube. I was like, oh, I watch Chris Ramsey. Like he solves <laughs> puzzles and he's a magician oh. and he like does card stuff too. Like he owns decks and he creates decks. I own his decks. I'm like, oh my God, I'm I'm just like Spider-Man. I'm just <laughs> like Spider-Man. So it was one of those moments where my worlds collide and just like, just makes me happy. Right. And uh, yeah. that was, uh, it was on threads. So there you go. Like it already bringing me happiness in a way that, other social networks haven't been able to in quite some time. <laughs> right? Oh, one thing. Don't be afraid to mute people. And if you block someone, you will be blocking them on Instagram as well. So I thought that was brilliant. Oh, good to know. Yeah, I've had to do that already. <laughs> right on. All right. Well, if you are on threads, make sure to follow us. If you follow us on Instagram, it's the same username. If you want to see some of the other shenanigans that we're up to and that we'll be posting. Uh, like we said earlier, of the three of us, Mel is the most active, but she's got the most interesting content, right? She's always creating <laughs> cool new things. The other day, she got me so interested in the fact that she was trying to create a pink and sparkly version of the Hatbox Ghost. And although your experiments didn't pan out, I know that nope. it's going to work out. You're going to make it happen. And damn it, if you can make it glow in the dark, so much better. Right. I'm trying. That's the, that's the beauty of this. You see all the boo-boos. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, hey, let's talk a little bit of movies before we jump into some park stuff. Um, oh, actually, before we do that, can we send a quick shout out to Larry and Rebecca yeah. for reaching 4,000 subs on YouTube? Nice. Yay! Hooray. Congratulations Hooray. to Goofy Guys Adventures. Uh, they've spent the last year uh, doing the live streams twice a mm-hmm. week, and uh, it's paid off. A lot of their hard work going to the parks. If you're not following Goofy Guys Adventures on YouTube, you can find a link by going to podcasters.com slash links. Just make sure that you uh, go and give Larry a follow and uh, check out some of the videos that they've posted or that they post. Uh, Usually Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays, occasionally there'll be uh, a streaming from the parks as well. So, yeah, follow them. It's a good time. Uh, Okay, so a couple of movie things that I wanted to uh, bring up here. Mel, you posted this picture of... The, the Marvel Universe is colliding. Uh, what's the picture that I think started to break the internet this week? Oh, it's a beautiful picture. Um, <laughs> it is the beautiful picture of Deadpool and Wolverine in his yellow and blue suit that we know fr- him from. Ooh, it it he da, looks da, good da, in da, it. Da. Yes. Oh da, my da, gosh. Da, da. <laughs> After that, it's like, yes, they broke the internet. You saw memes come out. There's one of um Wolverine looking at the picture, and it's just him in that suit. And it's like, can we please have that happen in Deadpool Deadpool three, please? <laughs> that would be epic. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, it, I mean, it, it looks great. And even Deadpool has a new suit. So um, I don't know too brighter, much about it? it. Yeah. It's like a much brighter red now. Yeah. It's not as desaturated or, or dark. It's muted. Yeah. Yeah. But seeing Hugh Jackman in that, yes. <laughs> That's yeah. a huge Ackman. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was an interesting photo. Um, Again, as I was on TikTok, uh, I think it was Straw Hat Goofy that was talking about uh, like his theory about how this is all connected and what the photo actually means. And I, I kind of like the theory actually because he said that he he believed. So in the last, okay, let me let me try to wrap it all together here. If you remember in the last film. Deadpool time travels, right? And so in this one, apparently Owen Wilson is being credited in this film and he's being credited as Morbius. Oh, So uh, like the theory is that the TVA will be involved because he will be trying to catch Deadpool as he travels through dimensions and time and stuff meeting up with versions of the Fox Marvel Universe. And so Elektra is also set to be coming back. Jennifer Garner looks like she's going to be reprising her role as Elektra. So if Deadpool goes around, the theory that Straw Hat Goofy posed is there is a storyline, I believe it's called Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe. His theory is that it's Marvel Kills the Fox Marvel <laughs> Universe. 
And so that's ah. how they integrate. That's how they put an end to all of the Fox films. And they don't need to continue that lineage, but they leave it as legacy. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's now part of the multiverse, basically, because that's what Deadpool is going to make canon if that pans out. And so you can bring all these characters. We get to say goodbye to them, you know, in, in a proper form. And we can move on with the current version of the MCU, the Disney version of the MCU. I like that. I do. It That's a good that's a good way to separate everything, but yet make it cohesive. That's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope that's the way that it pans out. I mean, when he started describing it, I, I just started gushing. I'm like, dude, this is like <laughs> the best they could do because, yeah, they could bring all them back. They could bring, you know, the Fantastic Four characters. And we've already kind of seen Quicksilver, you know, in WandaVision. And so we already saw that the barrier broke. Right. right. So, I mean, it makes the most sense. Right. So I'm for yeah. this. I like that. They should bring back Edward Norton as the Hulk just for a little bit in there, too. Why not? OK, so I'm glad you said that because <laughs> it's interesting that they just added the Ed Norton version of the Hulk to Disney. Plus. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's too far fetched for us to see Ed Norton's Hulk in this film. Who was the other who was the other one that was the Hulk? The first Hulk movie they did. Timothy Chalamet. No, not him. He, uh, I don't Eric like Banna, him. Eric Bana, I believe. Yes, Eric Bana. That's <laughs> right. Not, not this like twenty-seven-year-old Timothee Chalamet. <laughs> yes. No. 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 Not him. If he was the Hulk, I would just give give up on the MCU. I think. <laughs> but CG they lost man, their way. turn into a CG Hulk. They <laughs> lost their way. Hello, friends. I am the Hulk. I'm Timothy Chalamet. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, So speaking of Timothy Chalamet, we're going to keep with the movies a little bit. I want to ask, what are your thoughts on the new Wonka trailer? Um, I've only seen it once, and I think it's charming. Now, we did talk about it a little bit before recording, and I didn't know it was a prequel. I didn't know that. I, I didn't get that. So uh, that's different. That That's really different because the original is very, it's just so unique. That Wonka, Gene Wilder is just unique. Um, one thing I will say is I don't like Hugh Grant as an Oompa Loompa. I just don't. <laughs> I think he's so creepy. And I, look, and to say that he's creepy and I liked, you know, Tim Burton's, because that's weird and stuff. He would, that Oompa Loompa, they weren't creepy. I don't know. I just think he is. I, I, it's like, no, no. I mean, he looks exactly like the Oompa Loompas in the, the Willy Wonka, or in the, the Gene Wilder one. I <laughs> They does. did a good job on that. Yeah. For sure. Um, I mean, other weird. than they, he's like much smaller than uh, the like Oompa Loompas in the the Gene Wilder Willy Wonka are played by little people and mm-hmm. I think children at some point too. And in this uh, movie, he's like a foot and a half tall in a he's jar, like a garden gnome <laughs> height, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's like <laughs> very, very small, like pocket size. <laughs> 
Yeah. So maybe Willy Wonka makes some enlarging chocolate and makes them like twice the size, but it's still not. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, that's interesting. It gets me into uh, my thoughts, which are I don't know how big a fan I am of this Mr. Chalamet. Um, the rest of the cast looks great. Um, I, I like the idea of it kind of looks like, oh, you know, Willy Wonka's this uh, down on his luck chocolatier and has big dreams of uh, making his chocolate world renowned and whatever, blah, 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 getting to the Wonka that we know. Um, I think the idea is there and I'm sure plenty of people, I mean, I, yeah, plenty of people like this Timothy Chalamet guy. I don't know. I don't think I do. I think his, at least based on this trailer, he seems like he's not putting any sauce on it. Like, it's just kind of like, if I was to be like in my normal voice, well, hello, I'm Willy Wonka and I'm here and my chocolate is great, and uh, some come by my chocolate. That's how it feels like in this trailer. Well, hello, folks. I'm Willy Wonka. Where's the, where's the pizzazz? Where's the you know theater? Where's the uh, you know the Willy Wonka we know? The Gene Wilder one is like insane. He's yeah. he he's you know, to use a word you used before, Melissa, unhinged in <laughs> yes. in that movie. And even when like like you see different sides of of the Gene Wilder Willy Wonka because he's playing a part in some of it and then there's the actual, you know, Spoiler alert if you've never seen the Willy Wonka movie from the 70s, but that's your own dang <laughs> fault if you haven't. But when Charlie gets the factory at the end, it's kind of like, okay, he's brought down his, the whole act is done. And, you know, he's like, Charlie, you did it. And now he's all excited and stuff. And you can tell there's still like a lot of like stuff in his voice and da 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 da. And I mean, I know this is just a trailer. So. I can't base the whole movie off of it, but if this is like the parts that they picked to be excited for uh, Mr. Chalamet as Willy Wonka, I think they didn't do a very good job. I don't know, but I'll probably see the movie anyway. The rest of the cast looks great. I like that guy from Downton Abbey. He's got a great voice. I think he's the one narrating the trailer. So yeah, I'm I'm uh, tepid on the trailer. But uh, hopefully it's good. And I'm not a big fan of this uh, young-looking man. He's very... <laughs> he looks like he's 14 years old, and he's, like, almost 30. He is, he is very young-looking in general. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I I feel totally different about this. I, I mean, I hope I'm not wrong, but I actually really like the trailer because... You said it yourself. At the end of the movie, there's an aspect of Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka where he drops the act, right? And mm -hmm. it's then when you notice that Willy Wonka was a character that this chocolatier was playing. And mm -hmm. and for me, I think it makes it might make a little more sense because I've watched wrestling my entire life. And uh -huh. so for me, guys like The Rock and Steve Austin their characters are just an amped up version of themselves, right? If they're like mm -hmm. a five or a six, their wrestling character is just a 14 version of themselves. 
Willy Wonka is a 14 version of whatever the chocolatier that created this company was in the Gene Wilder mm-hmm. film. And so this film to me, there's a line in there where like his mom is telling him in the trailer, like go off and do something, go do your best or go do something great or something like that. I forgot the line, but like he just looks out into something and he says, here we go, mama. You know, like saying, like, we're doing this, right? And so there's aspects of Willy Wonka, like, and the, like, there's aspects of the magic and the wonder that we know Willy Wonka to bring to the table. But this is the beginning of that character. This is where it came from. Like, he hasn't formed the character yet. He's just this kid who knows how to make chocolate and has this, like, magical way of making it delicious. And he's going to ruin the, the chocolate mafia that rules, you know, chocolate and no, wherever No, the chocolate cartel. Oh, the chocolate <laughs> cartel, That's the right? Use. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm going to need a shirt or something that says chocolate mafia now. Um, so like, I, I kind of like it. And if that's what it turns into, I really hope that in the film, they're able to really build upon that. And at the end of the film, we kind of see the zanier version. Like, like it's, it, I hate to say it like this, but Gene Wilder's version of Willy Wonka is so mad hatter, you know, that in this one, he hasn't gone mad yet. You know, and if Timothy Chalamet can pull off becoming the Mad Hatter version of Willy Wonka by the end of of this prequel, I'll be content with that. I, I think it'll That's be a really good, too. you know, origin story of who Willy Wonka eventually became. Yeah. yeah. I, That's I mean, what that, I was hoping. I'm yeah. oh, sorry, Andrew. Nope. Um, no, I'm just hoping that we see, like, the build of sarcasm as well because there was a lot of that oh yeah so i was kind of like wondering okay how is he's really charming and and very no pun intended sweet but um how do you get from there to there so i i'm curious i really am i just hope there's sarcasm yeah i mean here's the thing that like kind of is throwing me through a loop is i've I've been having this trailer play and i'm kind of watching it as we're talking here and there's a lot of stuff that is like here's the here's the zany crazy willy wonka we're flying with balloons and making people do this and there's a giraffe running around and there's all this stuff and that is all things that i would imagine the the you know character willy wonka to be doing the, I think the biggest problem I'm having with it right now is the it must just be the energy of of the acting. I don't know. I'm I'm so picky and it's very annoying and everybody hates it, I'm sure. <laughs> but it it just seems <laughs> like he I don't know. Sometimes you can tell like in movies like this actor didn't really want to be there. And so they're kind of phoning it in and stuff. And I don't want to say that's what's going on, but it kind of feels like it, like in, in some of this stuff that I'm seeing. And granted, like I said before, this is just the trailer The the, we haven't seen the whole movie. You don't know. Like, I hope it's great. I love Willy Wonka as a character. I love that Gene Wilder movie and all the things that make it, you know, absurd and crazy and fun and, and a classic movie. Uh, But I don't know what I'm saying here. I just I I, I hope it's better no, than what, what I sense. view the trailer as. You know yeah. what I'm seeing in the trailer. I hope it's better. Which I mean is is 
things I hope for any movie. If the trailer is this, I hope it's even better. That you know, hopefully they don't show they give away all don't give away all the tricks uh, in the trailer. But the rest of the cast looks great. It has a whole bunch of fun people in it, so I'm excited for all of them as well. Uh, you know, Down Abbey guy and Keegan Michael Key and other guy. I think I think I saw the is that the guy from uh, the Sweet Life and Zach and Cody? I think <laughs> uh, Maitre D guy is sure. in here. I don't know. There's all kinds <laughs> of people in this movie. Uh, that Rowan Atkinson all looks great. So um, here's hoping. I don't know. You're a wizard, Wonka. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, by the by, the creators of Harry Potter or something, or yeah. producers or whatever. And Paddington. Don't, don't forget Paddington. I never seen Paddington, so I will forget him. I liked it. You know what this reminds me of? It does remind me more, like less of of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And I don't know if either of you ever saw it, but did, did you ever watch Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium with Dustin Hoffman no. and Natalie Portman? No. no. It's it's very it's very this. If you watch mm-hmm. it, like it it's not it was a fun movie. Like it's I don't know. It like I saw it like years ago um with the kids, but uh it's a fun movie. It's not like the greatest story ever told, but uh, the, his entire toy shop is like enchanted, and you know it's a it's a very Wonka esque shop. He's got a, there's a lot of magical elements and stuff like that to it. But a lot of what happens in the in the Wonka trailer reminds me of Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. But anyway, I think we should post a trailer on Discord and see what others have to say about it because uh, I I you know I I hope we are wrong in saying that it's not good because of some of the things that we talked about. I I hope they do good, a, a good job of showing us, you know, Wonka becoming Wonka. Yeah. So. All right. Before we continue, uh, I do want to remind you that this episode of Podcateers is brought to you by a fantastic group of listeners known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that helped make these episodes of Podcateers possible. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to go to podcateers.com slash FGP. There you will find a link to our Patreon, a list of some of our top contributors, a little info on the FGP Squad, and more. Uh, if you have any questions, though, you feel free to reach out to us. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you might have. But being a part of the FGP Squad family gets you some additional perks, like access to uh, a special section on Discord, uh, discount codes on Podcateers gear whenever we have new stuff put up in the store, uh, random mailings and giveaways, and access to our happy hour calls, uh, plus some additional content that we've uploaded to Patreon as well. So if you have any questions, again, please feel free to reach out. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you might have. And, of course, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. Uh, Oogie Boogie Bash, we talked a little bit about the problems that people were having, you know, getting their their tickets purchased and stuff like that. And Disney mm-hmm. said, hey, we're going to come back and we're going to do it on this day. So people had another chance of going back. Uh, you posted a really interesting photo in our text thread a few days ago, Mel. You want to describe it for everyone? Sure. Let me hold on. I need to take a moment because this was kind of frustrating. 
<laughs> um, ooh, with that, okay. Ooh. If you guys could imagine um, trying to get tickets, I, I didn't do this. I, I'm, I think I'm probably speaking for those who were waiting like what, 11 hours and some people still didn't get tickets. So when I sent this picture, there was some colorful, <laughs> colorful words because I was like, are you kidding me? Um, so I found out on threads that uh, tickets on tickets for Oogie Boogie Bash are selling on eBay for an extra 100 to $200. And that is frustrating to see, like so, so frustrating. There's tickets going as far as $1,500 or more for four tickets. And it's ridiculous. That's, that's a nice way to say it, it is ridiculous. Um, it's a really nice way of saying it. Yes, I, I am trying. Because I had some choice words <laughs> when we talked about this. I am trying. Um, the okay so the whole thing everything all the dates they sold out within 11 hours um that's crazy because oogie boogie bash used to have tickets for a while until they sold out so this is madness and i mean i don't know i really thought disney was gonna be good because it took three tries for this to happen <laughs> um so it really 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 stinks i am trying <laughs> it it really stinks to see this happen it's like oh, one i hope those tickets never sell i'll mm -hmm. put it out there if you guys see them yep. on ebay do not buy them do not do that don't do it don't do it just wait for next year just don't do it because it is not worth doing that if you're gonna buy tickets that expensive you're better off just getting a hotel room at the disneyland house you know resort getting mm -hmm. them to, you could get tickets day of there you go and you might as well enjoy your money yeah it's ridiculous yeah. i'm looking right now on ebay and the most expensive one i can find is um here are two tickets for halloween night one thousand dollars nope absolutely not Here's one which makes no sense. Hold on. This one is bananas. Three tickets for September 26th. It has 11 bids on it. A highest bid, $810 for no. three, three tickets for September. No. It's not even like <laughs> there's... Here's, look, yeah, here's really the problem with this, okay? One, we know that there is a huge business with buying a lot of these items out. It, it even happens with general merchandise, right? And the scalpers try mm -hmm. to sell them on eBay at these overblown prices. In some cases, if you just wait a month, the thing will restock. I understand that this is an event. However, keep in mind that whenever there is an event like this, your tickets are not transferable. If your tickets are sold, Disney, there is a clause when you purchase the tickets that says that if you, you cannot give them away, you cannot sell them, just like merch that you buy with your discount with your with your pass, right? Or your magic key, sorry. 
you can't transfer them to other people, especially once they've been activated or something. So there is a possibility that those tickets will get canceled by Disney. And if you spend $1,600 on tickets on eBay and then you end up going to Disneyland, try to get in the day that you think you're going to Oogie Boogie Bash, and Disney says, oh, no, this isn't you. Sorry, you know, you can't come into the event. You just wasted $1,600. And if you tell them, oh, but I bought them on eBay, then they really won't help you. You're out $1,600. So be careful buying especially tickets for events when it comes to any Disney thing. Remember that... Disney keeps an eye on these and they tend to find a way somehow to block the tickets or to figure out how to make them unusable. Uh, and remember that whenever you you buy stuff like this, there is a clause that makes them non-transferable. So I, I'm surprised that these have been up as long as they have, but please don't be... Don't don't look for the tickets. Like Mel said, just wait for next year. I guarantee you that 98% of what was happening at Oogie Boogie Bash this year will be the same next year. I guarantee yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the mo- the most expensive one I found. Here's I think I didn't say that. two tickets for uh $2,000 for Halloween night. Oh, $1,000 a ticket. I think they were like $189 at the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're mm-hmm. able to get that. It's $1,000. It has 12 watchers. Uh, that's buy it now price. The, the ones that crack me up are, uh, here's the, the one that is, it's $1,000 for two passes on Halloween. They have the gall to still charge $5 shipping. <gasps> <to> shi- <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Woo. That so insane. that's funny. Oh, Seriously. man. <laughs> well, listen, I know that we have, we've had issues and we talk about some of these merch scalpers, you know, mm-hmm. in, in past episodes. But I thought they went crazy when the figment bucket was selling for, you know, a couple hundred bucks at a time. But this yeah. one, this takes the cake. I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like this before. Nope. That's right. Those are still which are wow. those are still selling for uh high prices on uh eBay, which is bananas because you can just get them now at uh you just can't get like last year's version or something. They're two hundred and sixty bucks for a popcorn bucket on eBay. You brought it up Oof. and I figured I'd look it up. Sheesh. <laughs> Hey, did you know that Cinemark is going to have a Madame Leota popcorn bucket? Ooh. I sure did. I'm I'm all in on the seeing all these movie popcorn bucket things seem really cool. So, yeah, yeah that one it looks like it lights up, which is cool. I didn't know that it lit up, but if you end up going and getting one, please send me a Venmo request because I want one. What theater what chain has those? Cinemark. All right, that's the one I go to regularly. So you got it. We will it. give you money. <laughs> nice. You got it. I'm I like three like popcorn it. buckets. I'm sitting here watching the movie with three. Po- I guess I could get it afterwards. Should I pay extra overnight shipping so that you could send it with the popcorn? <laughs> with the popcorn fresh? <laughs> yeah. Put in a bag. Whatever you need, you got it. Uh, let's see. Hey, I want to hear a little bit about how your parks visit went. 
Uh, before we get to the news that we held off this episode for, dun dun dun. dun, dun, dun. Uh, how did your trip go? You watched Rogers, didn't you? I sure did. We had a full trip. We were there for four days. Um, that's the longest we've done in a while. Uh, we went with my my aunt, uncle, and cousin, and it was her first time. She's eight. So it's kind of nice getting to see, you know, bring an eight year old for her first time to Disneyland. And Bye. my aunt and uncle hadn't been in a long time. So they were, you know, hadn't seen anything, a world of color. And so my uncle's there with like a, a big old grin on watching World of Color. And he's like, is the, oh, that was real cool. And oh, da, 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 da. it's very fun to bring people in, you know, when they haven't seen things or, you know, they haven't been to Disneyland in so long and things have changed a lot. Radiator Springs racers like blew their mind. He's like, I can see why they they went and rode it a second time and and paid the 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 lightning lane the twenty bucks or whatever a piece so they could ride it again with no weight because they liked it so much. So um, we got to take them to Runaway Railway, all the new stuff, Rise of Resistance. It was it was a good trip, but yeah, we uh, we got to see Rogers the Musical. Uh, me and my wife, uh, we saw it on. We saw it actually uh, same day Larry and Rebecca saw it uh, sat- <laughs> Saturday. I saw our our tickets, our passes are all linked, so I can see when people are in the park and stuff. That's the best. <laughs> and, yeah, <laughs> and I we we actually saw it twice um, on Saturday because we got there and I'm like I don't know how this is going to sell out. You know if it's how it's selling. Da 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 da. We'll try and get the. Um, the premium viewing package. We'll we'll roll up there and see if there's any left. We'll buy it, um, just to give ourselves the hundred percent chance that we'll get to see it. So we did, and we got there, and only the last showing was available, and there's only like twenty badges left. So we we got in. Uh, we paid twenty nine ninety nine for the premium viewing package, and included with that, you get um a Rogers the Musical popcorn bucket, um, a bottled soda or water of your choice, um, a photo pass uh, thing. Like there's like a photo uh, standy kind of thing. You hold Captain America's shield and uh, what else? And you get like a little lanyard with a badge on it and it says Rogers the Musical premium viewing. Da, 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 da. So that was all twenty nine ninety nine. Um, but we also got a, um, just the regular return time for it. The, uh, what do you call it? The virtual queue in that. Uh, so we got one for two o'clock and one for five o'clock. So we got in the virtual queue. I think, uh, it's, it's like the, all the other virtual queues where it says, come back. It'll tell you when to come back. So they kind of are staggering people getting into line. So if you got, in early in the queue you kind of can get in early in the regular queue um the musical itself uh very fun it clips along pretty good it's like 30 ish minutes um but it feels pretty short so it doesn't feel like you're sitting there for forever um hyperion theater is great love the hyperion theater um what can i say uh I don't know what I was expecting. I think I got basically what I was expecting. Uh, I was surprised that that they do this little. Here's a. There'll be like vague spoilers in this. So if you're if you're trying to uh, 
if you think you're going to wait to see Rogers the Musical, maybe skip ahead five minutes or so. But that will, the vaguest spoilers uh, coming up. But um, And I know the two of you aren't going to see it anytime soon, so I'm not worried about spoiling it for <laughs> you. <laughs> um, but uh, the... Uh, they they do this thing where it's like they kind of flash through the like battles of uh that Captain America does. It's during the like reprise of the Save Our City song that we saw from Hawkeye. And mm. they go over like, okay, save New York City, okay, oh, save uh uh what is it, Sokovia, oh Wakanda. And they don't touch on um the events of Endgame at all in the musical, which I thought was interesting choice, you know, an interesting choice. I'm not sure why, but uh, maybe it's just a time thing. They didn't want to get too into uh, all the who knows what, but uh, there was, it was, it was good. There's some weird stuff going on with it that I noticed that I don't know if, Regular audience goers would have noticed um, there are like six speaking roles in the show. So you have you have Steve Rogers, uh, you have uh, Peggy Carter, you have Nick Fury, uh, you have I guess so it's seven, eight. You have Steve Rogers, Nick Fury, Peggy Carter. There's the three. Um, they're the, what are they called? Starkets or something like that. These are like the kind of Greek chorus. They're kind of commenting on stuff. And then Bucky is a character and Captain America. Like they do like a, there's two characters for that. So there's eight, uh, characters that speak in the show, but there's many other actors on stage that do stuff and in theory sing, but the only people that have microphones to sing are those eight characters. So in the beginning, like like before Nick Fury's introduced, the same actor plays like a colonel or something. And Bucky then goes and plays like the guy that says uh, sings the Save Our City song. Um, they're, they're kind of playing a couple different roles, these people. But um, it's interesting that. If you if you think of uh, Aladdin Musical Spectacular or Frozen Live at the Hyperion things like that you've seen before, everybody in the cast was singing the whole time, and they if they had a line to say they would say it and whatever. In this, all of the the background vocals and everything are all pre recorded, um, and there are actually a couple like lines that were pre recorded that ensemble members would just like lip sync to. And it was very, very obvious to me. Um, I kind of, I, I get where they're going with this. This is like a temporary show. And I can see the temporariness of it or limited timeness of the show itself just by how it's built and how is how it's everything done with it. So that was a, just another interesting thing that, I'm I'm guessing that contracts being what they are, if you are a dancer versus having like, you know, dancer background person versus having lines, they might have to pay you less or something. So they decided, well, all these background people don't actually need to sing. Uh, we're not giving them mics so we can pay them less than the people that have speaking roles. So that's my theory on why it's done like that. I don't know for sure. It's kind of stinky if that's the the reason they're doing that, but it was just kind of weird to see uh, like 
lip synced vocal like like lines said in the show. Um, it was something like a character came up and was like, "Hey Peggy, what's going on?" And she's like, "Something, something," and like punches him in the face or whatever it was. <laughs> it's it's some of these weird little throw off lines. But uh, for me, the standout of the show is Nick Fury. Um, I think that section of the show or his character could be definitely expanded if they were to try and make a a fuller version of this show either for you know community groups to do or take it on tour or whatever this show would you know it's only 30 minutes it needs to be expanded most broadway shows are about two and a half hours so you still got two hours to add um and my suggestion would be to lean into the comedy and the camp of it um instead of trying to be like uber serious like the nick fury character is kind of similar to to uh i would you know of all the characters in the show kind of similar to the genie and aladdin musical spectacular kind of doing little comments and stuff like that and his song Mm -hmm. is fun um but yeah i I had a great time i think if you get the chance to see it um go see it i don't really recommend unless you're going to buy the popcorn bucket anyway and you want a soda and uh, you really, really want like that first couple of rows, then go ahead and buy the uh, the premium viewing package because I think the popcorn bucket is already like twelve or fifteen bucks, and then you get a five dollar soda. So of your thirty dollars, there's half of it already. So you're kind of paying the rest of it in just the the fee for the seating. If you kind of break it down that way, if you're already gonna buy those things then maybe it's a little more worth it for you. But there seems to be quite a lot, at least when I saw it anyway, quite a lot of uh, standby viewing available in the balcony. Mm. Um, There was, the whole balcony was basically empty the two times I saw it. So the the Hyperion has three levels, the orchestra, which is the the, the ground floor, then the mezzanine, which is the middle level, and then the balcony, which is all the way up. And if you're just wanting to see it to see it and you don't care where you sit, standby is an option. You could probably roll up there right towards the end of, you know, right before their seating and, you know, get in the balcony no problem and without the virtual queue or anything. The virtual queue is very easy to get in, and there's two times to get uh, the virtual queue as well. So... I'd give all those options a chance first. If you don't want to spend any money, I think you'll have uh, an easy time getting in, even if it's just the standby line. Uh, at, you might sit in the up high, but you should be able to see everything still fairly well. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of the, the nickel tour of that. The songs were good. The songs they added were good. Um, I could go into a lot more depth on... Uh, set design and and lighting design and things but i don't think i need to do that so um yeah that that i go i i recommend anybody to go see rogers the musical it was fun um i only recommend the uh the premium viewing package if you really really want to get those first couple of rows in the in the orchestra section if not you should be able to get in no problem with the the free options right on well, I mean, it is disappointing that it's lip syncing. Uh, it, it really yeah. looked 
from some of the I, I, I don't know I guess they were just photos and stuff that we had seen before well right? so, but... some stuff is and there's all the background is lip syncing all the main characters so Steve Rogers is singing and Peggy singing and all those characters are singing live it, okay. it's just all the all the background stuff so the actors playing that are singing are doing a great job singing like the so another half spoiler there's two people that play Steve Rogers because he gets, you know, transformed and so there's like a short guy and then there's like a tall guy. Right. And one guy's hair is blonde and the other guy's hair is brown. So I guess the super soldier makes your hair brown. <laughs> but um so yeah, those they, they all sing very well. That all that stuff is live live singing and and stuff like that. It's just there's there's a couple of little weird things if you watch it, you know, if you don't get a chance to see it, watch it on YouTube, you'll kind of hear like some of these things that are they're very just like they seem to stand out a lot to me but then again this is what i do for a living so it's stuff that i would really notice i would think so who knows but but the show is good regardless and yeah all the all this all the performers that are singing live all did a great job the the uh starkettes or whatever i forget what they're called i think that's what they're called they're very funny um, and I could use, I could go for a lot more of them too. They were very funny. I could just be a Nick Fury in the Starkets show. Get Captain America out of there. <laughs> I'd be completely fine with it. That's funny. I mean, they could do a spinoff, right? We're always looking for new. Yeah, Nick Fury the musical. Right. Always looking for new Disney Plus content. There we go. All right. Uh, any other cool stuff to report while you were down in the parks? Um. <laughs> I don't know. Sor- it was uh, sad. Soren was closed when we were there. Got stuff. A lot of stuff's under re- down for refurb. I was surprised. Like Soren's closed during the summer. Um, you know, with with it being the summer and all, and things being busy. But well, what can you do? And Alice was down, but it was under refurb as well. Um, lots of stuff under refurb. You know, like facades and stuff, but didn't affect much. Um, Indy's looking great. It was it's so funny. Like the first ride through we did, everything worked perfect. It was great. Nice. And the second ride through, oh, uh, boulder walls aren't working today. It's just <laughs> it's so funny how how things work and don't work with with lots of Disneyland attractions. But um, yeah, it was it was interesting being there for four days. I haven't done that in a while. Uh, three days is usually the limit. Um, but yeah, it's. I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of of anything. There's still lots of merch out there for the the um, the Disney 100, the the Eras collection. They have a lot of the uh, the signposts and all the things that I like. Had to make sure I bought. I should have just bought when I was there. I got a discount my mouse scar. Oh, you got uh, it. Nice trophy. Oh, I, yeah. I got. I bought that online. I said I have to get this. I think this is really cool, and I bought it. He's sitting right there. There he is. But then I have the <laughs> the studio sign. You know the the studio lot sign with the Dopey Avenue and Mickey Way or whatever. I don't know. Mickey Avenue and Dopey Drive. There you go. There you um, go. But they have tons of those if you're still looking. There is some interesting stuff there that I thought was funny um, that I might use for a shop Disney game in the future. I take pic- took a picture of it. But yeah, we, d- <laughs> we did a character breakfast at the uh, Storytellers Cafe in the Grand Californian. That was nice, a little pricey, but it was, you know, again, my cousin's first time. So we, we did lots of lots of things that I wouldn't normally do. So it was also my first time using uh, Genie Plus because they they. They pre-bought their tickets with Genie Plus, so that was oh, nice. an interesting, uh, 
interesting system to use and um, definitely, definitely worth it in California Adventure, especially if you're trying to get on some of those big rides. It was great using that for Spider-Man and Toy Story for sure. Um, we didn't go on Guardians because none of us were interested in being uh, dropped from a tower, so that was fine. But um, And they used it for Grizzly to uh, Grizzly River Run, so it, it, it was definitely, definitely worth it for uh, DCA. And then Disneyland, I seem to... We didn't use it a ton, but when we did it, it was nice. But the, the rides that you would want to use it on are the paid ones, the Mickey and Minnie's ah, and, and yeah. uh, Rise. But it's uh, it's still it still worked. I mean, if if you're a and, you know, we have special circumstances that we have in our group, you know, too. So that makes things a little easier at Disneyland. But um, anyway, yeah, it was interesting using Genie Plus for the first time and. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think that's enough. I can't think of a ton. It was. It's <laughs> all been kind lot. of. Yeah. It's all been kind of like a you know a a blur of. It was just a lot of days. That's why I was trying to make sure to take some pictures and and stuff like that so I can uh, hopefully remember some yeah. <laughs> some of it. Right on. <laughs> well, uh, I think it's time to jump into. Uh, the little bit of news that came out today before we wrap up the episode with some great moments with Mr. Andrew. Uh, and the news that broke today is that Bob Iger, to the surprise of not many of us, has extended his contract with the Disney Company to lead uh, through the end of 2026. What? I never would have guessed that he was not. I'm so surprised that Bob Iger. I don't know why I was turning into uh, Moira from uh, Schitt's Creek, but I'm not surprised, David, that uh, Bob Iger. I, I don't know. Yeah. Not surprised is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I think I'm surprised that people were surprised. Like, what? Yes. Yeah. Why? Yeah. How? Yeah. This is why we kept saying two plus, there's an asterisk. I'm pretty sure there was a tiny one that some people didn't see when they announced the first time he was coming back. Yeah. He's Bobby's gonna stay until things get better. That's all it is. Yeah. I mean, hopefully things will get better. Great. Hopefully things, you know, we don't have I don't know. No, I'm gonna stop because um I'm gonna go rant. Sit <laughs> all right we just knew this was gonna happen yeah uh, i mean there's lots to rant about right i don't know i'm gonna yes. do my best to not start one right now but pff, listen, right you never know what's gonna happen um yeah i mean we were saying this from the very beginning that he came back two years was not gonna be enough for him to clean up a lot of the messes that listen he kind of left some of these messes behind himself right he's just kind of cleaning up yep. some of the stuff that he left behind uh, obviously, there were some messes that Bob Chapek left behind that he has to clean up as well. And, you know, the company's in a much different place where it was four years ago. The economy is much different than it used to be. Uh, the writer's strike is going on right now. Uh, and by the way, just quickly to comment on the writer's strike, support the writers that are on strike mm -hmm. because yeah. the way that they are being treated by some of these major companies is crap. Uh, yeah. You know, we enjoy a lot of really great content. And even if you don't enjoy it, like not all content is for everyone. Right. But the way that they're being treated 
and what their demands are are not unreasonable. You know, so right. we stand behind the writers. Uh, I hope that they're able to work something out and that the rumors of the company saying that they're just going to try to, you know, hold off until everyone has to come begging back for their jobs because they're losing their homes. I really hope it isn't, it doesn't come to something like that because we all enjoy content. I know that we are content creators and this is where it becomes a little, you know, weird because we're not officially writers in any type of union, but there is a lot of preparation that goes into creating stuff like this. And, you know, honestly, if we were to ever connect with anyone in the industry or anyone that we've ever connected like with in the industry, it is these people that create the content that work on the projects that, you know, they themselves are the boots on the ground for the stuff that goes on, especially with the Disney company. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I fully support the, the strike that's happening. Uh, I hope that the writers are able to get their fair share, but, um, anyway, that's neither here nor there. I just wanted to make sure that we, that we put that out there, but yeah, I mean the writer strike and everything is going on right now. So there's a lot of stuff for Bob Iger to clean up right now. You know, the most obvious thing is that there's been such a turnover. Uh, two of the most recent uh, execs to leave the Disney company were Christine McCarthy, who was the chief financial officer. Uh, you know, we've shared how we feel about her and some of the comments that she's made. So, eh, you know, she's gone. Uh, one of the more surprising uh, departures from the Disney company was uh, an exec named uh, LaTondra Newton. She was Disney's uh, chief diversity officer, I believe. There's a lot of holes that have to get filled in. I know that there's some restructuring going on. There's some stuff going on with ESPN that has to be, like they have to figure out how they're going to handle. There was a ton of layoffs at ESPN that many were surprised about recently. And on top of all of that, you know, they created the task force to find a successor for Bob Iger and they've, they say they've made no headway, but I'm pretty certain that Josh DeMauro is being groomed to be the successor for Bob Iger. There have been many uh, photos and videos of them in the parks together, and they've been seen at many events and things. So that's not a coincidence. You know, I know that they work very closely together and, and that uh, Josh DeMauro is very passionate about the parks, but it's not a coincidence that they're being seen together so much. So I'm, I'm pretty certain that Josh is the guy that they're really working on grooming for that position next. But, you know, only time will tell. I'm sure that, you know, he's not going to get thrown in the deep end the way that Bob Chapek was because we saw what, where that led us. I guess Josh will have the advantage of not dealing with you know this once in a century pandemic that Bob Chapek had to deal with when he first came in although the pandemic is still kind of going on things have changed to where they were 3 mm -hmm. or 4 years ago right so right. Josh Tomorrow is picking up in a place where Bob Chapek could have only dreamed of picking up at so it would be a very very different company to deal with because you're not going to have to be dealing with park closures and and all of that stuff 
the way that JPEG did. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next two years. Again, I, like you said, I was more surprised at the people that were surprised that it was extended <laughs> because yeah. we all kind of saw it. Like we weren't the only ones that speculated that this was going to happen. It was a pretty popular theory. As soon as they said, he's only here for two years. We're like, uh-uh, no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> so Tiny asterisk. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts on Bob Iger's contract getting extended. If you haven't joined the community yet, again, podcasters.com slash links is the best way to find the invite to join us over on Discord. On that page, you'll also find some of the most common links that we get asked about, including our latest episode, the Quizneyland playlist, links to our YouTube channel and Larry's YouTube channel, Goofy Guys Adventures. Uh, whenever we're doing special events or we have sales on fundraising things, you'll also see that stuff on the links page. So uh, bookmark it, make it a homepage button on your phone. You know, it's it's the cool thing that all the cool kids are doing. So you know, do do what the cool kids are doing or not. I mean, do what you want. It's it's up to you. But <laughs> that's what I did. You don't have to do it. You probably won't, but it's fine. But if you do, let me know. I think it'll. I'll just get a kick out of it. Anyhow, I think it's time to start wrapping up this episode. And as we've been doing since the beginning of the 100 years of wonder celebration for the Disney company, we've had our own little tribute segment where we've had some facts and uh, running down the Disney timeline of some of the most important things that have happened in the company's 100 years in a little segment we like to call Great Moments with Mr. Andrew with Mr. Andrew. That's me, folks. Hello, Mr. Andrew here. I am Willy Wonka. This is how I am acting in the Timothy trailers. Chalamet. I'm being, I'm Timothy Chalamet here <laughs> acting and doing all the Willy Wonka thing. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, great moments with Mr. Andrew. Me, me, me. That's me. The years are 1977 and 1978. We'll get through this pretty quick, folks. Uh, not like it's, you know, this is a nice thing to hear, but we can get through it fairly quickly anyway uh but i need to zoom it out because i have bad eyes apparently uh for feature films in 1977 we have january 21st freaky friday march 11th the littlest horse thieves and the mini adventures of winnie the pooh uh june 22nd the rescuers june 21st herbie goes to monte carlo uh november 3rd pete's dragon november 16th candle shoe december 17th donald duck's summer magic also, on May 1st, 1977, the first public screening of Star Wars was held at the North Point Theater in San Francisco. The film was a huge success for 20th Century Fox and was credited for reinvigorating the company. Within three weeks of the film's release, the studio's stock price had doubled to a record high. The film was number one at the U.S. box office for its first three weeks. It was replaced by The Deep, but gradually added screens and returned to number one in its seventh week building up to $7 million weekends as it entered wide release, um, that is $33.8 million in 2022 dollars, and remained number one for the next 15 weeks. It replaced Jaws as the highest-earning film in North America just six months into its release, eventually earning over $220 million in its initial theatrical run, that is $1.06 billion in today's dollars. Uh, Star Wars entered international release towards the end of the year, um, and... In 1978, added the worldwide record to its domestic one, earning $410 million in total. Its biggest international market was Japan. 
uh, for TV in 1977. On January 16th, the Disney Studio launches a new series of the all-new Mickey Mouse Club on TV. Uh, also this year, the CBN Cable Network, which will be eventually become Freeform debuts. Um, NBC also airs 12 episodes of The Wonderful World of Disney. For theme parks in 1977, on January 2nd, the mine train through nature's wonderland in Disneyland closes to begin its transformation into Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. In March, the official name of the Disney theme park in Japan is selected, Tokyo Disneyland. On May 1st, the Empress Lily Riverboat, a 19th century Mississippi sternwheeler, is christened by Lillian Disney. The riverboat sits in Lake Buena Vista in the Walt Disney World Village. On May 4th, Space Mountain opens at Disneyland. Estimated cost to build, $20 million. Along with it opens the Starcade, the Space Stage, and the People Mover Super Speed Tunnel. On May 27th, Space Mountain is dedicated. And on June 11th, the Main Street Electrical Parade premieres at Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World. And around that same time, the Main Street Electrical Parade reopens at Disneyland after being updated. So we did have two Main Street Electrical Parades running simultaneously. Um, in November, the Sleeping Beauty Castle walkthrough attraction is redesigned. And also this year, the Very Merry Christmas Parade debuts at Disneyland. And the Golden Bear Lodge Restaurant at Disneyland is renamed Hungry Bear Restaurant. Other notable events of 1977... On January 1st, Bob Allen is promoted to Vice President of Walt Disney World. On March 4th, Roy E. Disney quits as Vice President of Walt Disney Productions, but keeps his stock and remains on the Board of Directors. On March 11th, in the case of the Sierra Club against the U.S. Forest Service over Disney's proposed Mineral King Ski Resort, Judge Swinehart dismisses the suit for lack of prosecution, as his last involvement had been in 1972. After 12 years in the courts, with much negative public opinion, the project is essentially abandoned. Also this year, Hallmark releases its first Disney-themed Hallmark keepsake ornament featuring Mickey, Donald, and Goofy. James Jamero proposes Disney create a cable television channel exclusively for Disney content. And Wayne Allowain replaces Jimmy McDonald as the voice of Mickey Mouse. Uh, birthdays for 1977, we have January 13th, Orlando Bloom. January 31st, Bobby Moynihan. February 2nd, Shakira. April 14th, Sarah Michelle Gellar. October 18th, Peter Sohn, and November 24th, Colin Hanks. And notable deaths of 1977, uh, September 13th, conductor Leopold Stokowski. That brings us to 1978. For films in 1978, on February 21st, the Academy nominates the film Pete's Dragon for two Oscars, uh, one in the category Music, Original Song, Score, and its Adaptation or Best Adaptation Score, and also the song Candle on the Water um, in the category Music, Original Song. They also nom uh, nominate the song Somebody's Waiting for You from the film The Rescuers in the category Music, Original Song. Uh, the National Board of Review awards a special award to the Walt Disney Studios for the film The Rescuers. Uh, films released in 1978, March 10th, Return from Witch Mountain, June 9th, The Cat from Outer Space, July 5th, Hot Lead, Cold Feet, and September 30th, Mickey's Birthday Party Show. For TV in 1978, on September 13th, NBC airs the special NBC salutes the 25th anniversary of the wonderful world of Disney. 
On November 19th, Mickey's 50th airs on NBC. And on December 1st, the last episode of the new Mickey Mouse Club TV show airs. And NBC also airs 10 episodes of The Wonderful World of Disney. For theme parks in 1978, in June, the Matterhorn bobsleds at Disneyland reopens after improvements uh, having been made to the interior, adding the Abominable Snowmen, three of them, and an ice cavern with glowing crystals and snowstorms. And on September 1st, the Stage Door Cafe restaurant opens in Frontierland at Disneyland. Other notable events of 1978... In January, longtime Disney animators and members of the Nine Old Men and Disney legends Ollie Johnson and Frank Thomas retire on the same day. On April 9th, the University of Southern California chapter of the Delta Kappa Alpha National Honorary Cinema Fraternity recognizes the Nine Old Men with the Pioneer in Film Award. Also this year, the Franklin Mint produces a 24-karat gold-on-sterling silver pendant to mark the 50th birthday of Mickey Mouse. Um, also, Mark Davis retires, having worked for Disney for 43 years. On November 3rd, Mickey Mouse is given a gold star on Hollywood Boulevard's Walk of Fame, the first cartoon character ever to be honored so. On November 13th, a special Amtrak train carrying Mickey Mouse and Ward Kimball leaves Los Angeles for a five-day trip to New York. Also in November, Life magazine feature, uh, features Mickey Mouse on the cover of its Disco issue. On November 18th, a commemorative plaque is installed on the Broadway Theater, formerly the Colony Theater, in New York, marking the 50th anniversary of the premiere of the film Steamboat Willie. And on December 16th, Disney first releases some films on video disc. Birthdays for 1978, uh, January 24th, Kristen Schaal, February 7th, Ashton Kutcher, May 10th, Kenan Thompson, May 22nd, Jennifer Goodwin, July 6th, Tia and Tamara Mowry, uh, August 18th, Andy Samberg. August 25th, Kel Mitchell. September 18th, Billy Eichner. October 14th, Usher. Um, and notable deaths of 1978. July 26th, uh, Disney legend Mary Blair. And August 24th, Louis Prima. Uh, I just noticed that I also forgot to. I'll just jump back into this. Uh, when I talk about Mark Davis, also Disney legend, uh, famed Imagineer Mark Davis, not just Mark Davis and member of the nine old men, uh, <laughs> Mark Davis. Uh, so that has been great moments with uh, Mr. Andrew for uh, 1977 and 1978. Right on. Well, I think that's a great place to wrap up the episode. We got a Quizneyland later this week, right? Yep. Quizneyland will be coming out. This is pushed out. So Quizneyland will get pushed out, but we got some fun stuff in Quizneyland There'll be some questions on all kinds of fun stuff like uh, stuff. Uh, and yeah, stuff. But I think <laughs> we'll talk about the Baroque hoedown. Um, we'll talk about uh, Pete's Dragon and um, oh premieres at movie premieres that happen at uh, the Hyperion Theater and um, some voice actors. So that'll be that's uh, going to be a fun episode. Right on. All right. Well, we can look forward to that later this week. I think that's a perfect place to wrap it up. Until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See ya. Part of the Podcasters Network.